called me a few weeks back and asked me if I would come and preach this service. I uh, asked him if he was sure he wanted me to. And uh, he said, yes, sir. I uh, said that he had a particular reason that he wanted his people to get better acquainted with me. And I'm glad to be here tonight. I'm sorry, I'll probably be, no, I'm not sorry. I'll probably be saying some things tonight that'll make you think I might be gigging at some things that's already been said, but I'm not. I do look for the boogers and the bad things. I do. In fact, I don't know who did the whistling tonight, but it got all over me. That's disrespectful to whistle in the house of God. The way I feel about it. Well, I got a sour note to start with, didn't I? But if that was one of ours from Vider, when I got him home, I would give him a real talking. I find where it said to clap your hands, to shout unto God with a voice of triumph. I found where it said to weep. Amen. I found where it said to make a joyful noise. Now they whistle at ball games. Say, well, there wasn't but one that whistled. I can't help it. I notice that one every time. I don't like it. You may be seated before I get started. I kept looking, trying to find out who it was, and I couldn't. Maybe it's best that I couldn't tell who it was. Along with the other comments concerning Brother and Sister Lee, I... Uh, met them before they were married. I've watched their lives and I've said this a many a time, Brother Lee can fit in whether it's teaching, evangelizing, singing, leading the choir. You've got what you need in this church. Of course, that's not taking anything away from Brother Beecham, but Brother Beecham's not here anymore. Brother Lee is your pastor now. I feel like he can fill whatever need you have. What he preaches and those that he gets in here because the Bible speaks of the fivefold ministry. That's what it takes to perfect the saints. It takes the fivefold ministry apostles, prophets, pastors, teachers, and evangelists to perfect the saints. We're not perfected yet, but oh, I appreciate the spirit I feel here tonight. This congregation looks so much better than it did last year, I just don't know how to express myself. Y'all give my wife room because she's fixing to get under the bench. She said, if you mention fuzzy head on women tonight, I'll crawl under the bench. So she just wants to crawl under the bench.
I never seen so many fuzzy-headed girls and women in one meeting in all of my life as I seen here last year. And just to prove it wasn't Brother Lee's folks, I want his church to stand up right now. I want all the people that's members of this congregation to stand and stay standing long enough that everybody can look at you. Amen. Amen. Don't they look good? Don't they look good? Amen. Amen. You may be seated. Amen. It's not Brother Lee's folks. And I did tell Brother Lee, I said, you better not announce that I'm going to preach. There'll be a lot of them won't be here. Call me a false prophet or whatever, but they ain't here. Everybody said, praise the Lord. I want it understood right now. I'm not a half-brother or any kin to either one of them gems that you've been hearing about. Amen. Without any disrespect, this is my kind of gem. Brother Jim Lee. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Went to a business place the other day and the fellow looked at me with a sheepish grin and he said, well, another one of your brothers fell, didn't he? I said, I don't know what you're talking about. Had some of them to fall, but he didn't know about them. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Everybody said, praise the Lord. Jimmy Swagger ain't my brother, and he ain't never been my brother. Jimmy Baker ain't never been no kin to me. They've about come to the conclusion that this is going to cause people to start going back to church. Just so they go to the right one. Hallelujah. What do you say? Praise the Lord. What do you say? Praise the Lord. Hey, folks, I never have been half-brother to no Trinitarian. By one spirit are we all baptized into one body. There's one Lord, one faith, and one baptism. There's one God who is above all. Amen. And through all and in you all that's full of the Holy Ghost. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I'm well aware that this is getting dangerous to call names, but I don't guess I've said anything wrong. I'm still no half-brother to Jim Baker, and I, I'm no half-brother to Jimmy Swagger. Jimmy Swagger, they tell me he's got out a book against oneness, Jesus' name, one God people, and that's what I am. Amen. I said, that's what I am? I've been that ever since I was 12 years old. Amen. And I'll be that when I die. A few months back, I had the opportunity. I considered it an opportunity. Talked to a man that I was raised with. His dad used to be my pastor. I saw him at a funeral. I had seen him at one just a short time before, and my wife made me promise. I mean, she made me promise. To not 
to get into any tangle with him, but she didn't know he was going to be at this next funeral. I didn't know he was going to be at the next funeral. He's got a, a new revelation. The veil has been lifted. Amen. He's left this Jesus name message. He's gone to Houston to pastor one of them funny churches. They've had a big split. The only thing that he refuses to give up, he's given up everything else but the tithe part. Now, why wouldn't he give up the tithe part? Because he wants his pocket tax. But he did have a beard and he did have a mustache, but at this time it was shaved off, but his hair was still long and shaggy. And uh, I tried to make it... uh, I'm glad, I'm, I'm glad this brother got up and said they had something to eat after this is over because we'll get to keep most of you. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. Send my favor now. Lord. So he, uh, he came to this funeral and uh, one of his cousins had told me, said, oh, I wish you'd get with him. I, I wish you'd get with him. And I tried, but it didn't work too good. So some of my young people come in and sit on the seat, and I went and sat by them. And then he came and sat in front of me. And uh, I turned over to a couple of my young men. I said, how would you feel if your pastor wore his hair long and shaggy like that? And he heard me. I, I don't know why he heard me, but he heard me. finished his little conversation he's having he turned around and he said hey doc I ain't no doctor you can tell by my education hey doc he said I just got back from the islands I've been on a missionary trip barbershop's not open I didn't get to get a haircut I said yeah last time I saw you your head was shaggy and it'll be shaggy the next time I see you I said, if I'd messed up the message like you have, went back on what my daddy taught me like you have, I'd be ashamed to even go to a funeral where anybody knew me. Of course, he attacked my spirit. But I said, you know what? H.B. Morgan put that spirit in me and he put it deep. He put it deep enough that it'll never come out of there. Hallelujah. Would you say praise the Lord? Hallelujah. Glory. And that's still the truth. I was touched when Brother Lee made mention of the young men in my church. The month of September last year was a very bad month for us. Terrible automobile crash. Took the life of Jeff Clements. We have two of the young men here tonight that was in the wreck with him. Another one had planned to be here and didn't get to make it. I appreciate the fact that Brother Lee left his church and went to that hospital where my young men were. I appreciate that. I don't know. must be 50 or 60 miles. I don't know how far it is, but it's a long ways. He went there and he stood by their side until some of the family got there. And I appreciate that tonight. 
There's just absolutely no way. There's just no way that we can measure the value of good friends and measure the value of men of God in our ranks. It makes us so sad when one falls. It makes us so sad. Folks, there's a lot of falling today. There's lots of folks falling. But I hope tonight that I can say something that will, will help to prick your heart or to stir up your mind by way of remembrance. You would be very disappointed if I didn't get up here and try to dig up something or say something that uh, that's going on today that ought not to be because, I mean, it's, that's just me. And uh, I've often thought what Brother Verbal Dean would do if he'd walk into a meeting like some I've seen lately. Oh, Brother C.W. Shue. My Lord, when he when people were here, he was coming to a church that fast three days before he got there. I mean, but after before he got there, just God help me to be right. I don't want that old man looking at me cross-eyed. If he looked at you, he'd look cross-eyed. I'll guarantee you he'd have seen you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We've lost some valuable men to this gospel, but the Lord knows why. But somebody's got to speak out, folks. We are in a pitiful mess today. I said we are in a pitiful mess today. The Pentecostal movement is getting in a pitiful mess. I'm not talking about Jim Baker, and I'm not talking about Jim Swagger. They're not even Pentecostal. I believe a true Pentecostal is one that preaches the apostles and the prophets' doctrine. I believe that they'll preach water baptism in the name of Jesus Christ after repentance. They'll preach one God. They'll preach the necessity of being filled with the Holy Ghost evidence by speaking in other tongues as necessary to salvation. And they will preach and practice holiness in this present world. Now that's what a true Pentecostal is. Stand, we'll read a portion of scripture. Found the book of Ezekiel, the third chapter, the 17th verse. Son of man, I have made thee a watchman unto the house of Israel. Therefore, hear the word at my mouth and give them warning for me. You may be seated. Son of man, I have made thee a watchman unto the house of Israel. Therefore hear the word at my mouth and give them warning from me. I had Brother Lee's church, the congregation, to stand for more than one reason tonight. I did want you to see what kind of a people they were, what kind of a standard he had. I also wanted to let you know these are the people that I'm preaching to tonight. 
for the benefit of you and your pastor. Now, you that have come, we appreciate you being here. We're so glad you're here. We're glad for the folks from Viner. We're glad for the folks from every direction that's here tonight. We're glad that you are in the house of God. But Brother Lee asked me to come. He said, I want my people to get better acquainted with you. I have a particular reason for this. uh, And that's the reason I'm standing before this congregation tonight. Um, And to the church uh, that's in Pascagoula, I want you to know the Bible said, uh, uh, speaking here, he said, Ezekiel, the son of man, uh, I have made thee a watchman of the house of Israel. Therefore, hear the word at my mouth um, and give them warning from me. I want you to know that uh, this is the hour that uh, Brother Jim Lee uh, is pastor. He is a watchman uh, of the church in Pascagoula, Mississippi. Uh, Amen. And you need to take warning. Uh, You need to hear what the Lord has to say uh, to your pastor uh, to give you the message uh, of what it's going to take to be saved uh, as you leave this walk of life uh, uh, to enter into another life uh, that there will never be an end to. And Ezekiel, the 33rd chapter, the first verse, again the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, Son of man, seek, uh, speak to the children of my people, and say unto them, When I bring the sword against the land, if the people of the land take a man of their coast uh, and set him uh, for their watchman. If when he seeth the sword come upon the land, he blow the trumpet and warn the people. The purpose of the purpose of the watchman was that the watchman might watch, and that the watchman might only watch, but that he would warn the people of the dangers that was coming. Amen, amen. To warn the people of the dangers that was coming. He said, when I send the sword, when there is war coming, when there is a time of trouble and turmoil, he said that you set a watchman at the gate of the city that he may watch and that he might warn, praise God, that he might be able to tell of the dangers that's coming this way. Of course, in our day, I'm not, I'm not qualified to tell you of the different types of surveillance that we have because I'm not much up on that. But I am aware that in the wars we send out spies. We send out scouts. We send out reconnaissance planes. And by every means or method that we might have to seek out and to find where the enemy is. That we might get to the enemy on his territory and not let him get on ours. Amen. Amen. Uh, hey, we're much better off uh, uh, to be able to destroy the enemy uh, on his territory than to wait and let him get on our territory and then try to attack him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, listen, uh, you may suffer some destruction of your own uh, uh, when the enemy gets in uh, uh, to your territory. Uh, in the Vietnam War, uh, uh, we find uh, uh, that some of our own planes uh, flew in so close uh, uh, to bomb the enemy. He, the, the enemy had gotten in so close uh, uh, that some of the bombs uh, dropped on our own men uh, and destroyed their lives uh, because they was trying to destroy the life uh, of the enemy, praise God. Uh, and tonight, uh, if we allow the world to get too close, uh, hallelujah, 
I said, if we allow the world, if we allow the enemy to get too close, too close to the house of God, we're going to be, we're almost going to be destroying our own when we try to destroy the enemy. Hallelujah. 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 Many a time, those that was concerned, maybe they had sleepless nights, would be walking near the gates of the city. And they'd say, Watchman, what of the night? Watchman, what of the night? Watchman, what of the night? June 25th will be 28 years I've been pastoring and fighter, been trying to. You don't know how I appreciate them that'll come by and say, Brother MacDaniel, how am I doing? Is everything all right? Do you see anything in my life that needs to change? Oh, there's not many of them do that, but there's a few. There's a few. Watchmen, what of the night? How does it look, watchmen? How does it look? You see, they're concerned about the safety of their family. In their own lives. Hallelujah. Watchman. What of the night? Watchman. What of the night? Hallelujah. Watchman. What of the night? Seventh verse. He says thou. O son of man. I have set thee a watchman. Unto the house of Israel. Therefore thou shalt hear. The word it my mouth and warn them from me. Amen. Amen. Don't mean sister so-and-so or brother so-and-so, but the watchman. Anything with more than one head's a freak. Hallelujah. There's not but one pastor at this church. His name is Brother Jimmy Lee. Hallelujah. He said, now I've made you a watchman over Israel. And he said, that that you hear from me, from my mouth, I want you to deliver it to them. I want you to give them the warning. Because I'm going to give it to you. And then I want you to give it to them. I'm, I'm going to try to shorten this. My wife gave me 15 minutes, but it's going to take a little longer than that. Okay. So that makes 45. Hallelujah. 17th verse. He said, yet the children of thy people say, the way of the Lord is not equal. Amen. Brother Lee, the way of the Lord is not equal. It's, it's just not fair. Amen. Brother Lee, it's, it's not fair now. Amen. Not equal. Amen. But as for them, he says, their way is not equal. Their way is not equal. Do you good to read this whole chapter when you get home, but I'm going to move to the 30th verse. He said, also thou son of man, the children of thy people still are talking against thee by the wall. Brother Lee, they're still talking about you. Still a little one here or there that's talking about you. Now the doors of the houses and speak one to another, ever one to his brother, saying, 
Come, I pray you, and hear what is the word that cometh from the Lord. They come unto the people, come unto thee as the people cometh, and they sit before thee as my people, and they hear thy words, but they won't do them. They'll hear what you're saying, but they won't do them. I'm sure that in two years you've experienced this. And if you hadn't, you will before the next two years is over. For with their mouth they show much love. With their mouth they show much love, but their heart goeth after their covetousness. But their heart, with their mouth they they can love you to death. But in their heart they go after their covetousness. They go after that that they want to do. They go after that that they love to do. Amen. Amen. Would you say praise the Lord? Hell, they might even ask you your opinion, Brother Lee. But after you give it, they're still going to do what they want to do. They're going to do it after their covetousness. Let me stop here. Oh, we're going to let the rest of you in on it now. Because this may fit some of you. Amen. Where since you didn't leave, you stayed, we're going to let you have part of it. Some of you other pastors sitting here, they'll tell you that they love you with their mouth and amen. They'll hear the words that you got to say, but they won't do them. With their mouth, they'll show much love, but their heart goeth after their covetousness. Amen. After their covetousness. And, and of course, if you'll read the chapter when you get home, you'll find out, uh, along about the 25th verse, that it begins to tell some of the things that, uh, the children of Israel was guilty of doing. And, and, uh, they, uh, served idols. They shed blood. Uh, uh, they worked abominations and they fought, defiled their neighbor's wife. And, well, we got all that going on today and inside. I said, we got all that going on today and then some. And it said that they would go after their own covetousness. That they'd go ahead and do what they wanted to do. Amen. Amen. Then we move to Jeremiah, the sixth chapter. It don't matter if you get quiet or you shout. Either way, I'm old enough that I can take it either way. Jeremiah, the sixth chapter, the tenth verse, the Lord said, To whom shall I speak and give warning? That they may hear. Behold, their ear is uncircumcised, and they cannot hearken. Their ear is uncircumcised, and they can't hearken. Behold, the word of the Lord is unto them a reproach, and they have no delight in it. The word of the Lord to them is a reproach and they, they have no delight in it. I'm persuaded to believe that if you, if you love any of the word of God, you need to love it all. No use hunting a few little things, uh, picking around here and picking around there, trying to find you a little love message. The whole book is a love book. 
God loved you so much. Uh, he robed himself in flesh. Uh, he came and lived in poverty in this world. Uh, he come here and lived an example. Uh, he bled and died for me and you. Uh, greater love hath no man than this, uh, that a man would lay down his life uh, uh, for his friends. Uh, but I'll tell you one thing he did. Uh, uh, that he would go into the temple uh, when they was doing things that they should not do. Uh, buying and selling. Uh, he kicked over the tables of the money changers. Uh, he turned over the turtle doves, uh, the cages for the doves. Uh, he let them go. Uh, he made a whip uh, and he whipped. Amen. Uh, oh, yes. Uh, I'm well aware that he opened blind eyes. Uh, he made the lame to walk. Uh, he even went uh, uh, to a funeral where a widow woman uh, was bearing her only son uh, and raised him up. Uh, but don't you ever forget there's some other things that he did. Hallelujah. Would you say praise the Lord? Would you say praise the Lord? Oh, let's clap our hands to the glory of God. Hallelujah. 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 Therefore, I am full of the fury of the Lord. I am weary with holding in. I was tired of holding it in. I was tired of waiting for it to straighten out. Hey, some things won't straighten out until you straighten them out. And here it comes. Hallelujah. I told our people before we had count meeting this past year, I said, now young ladies, there's a lots of women and girls begin to fuzz up their hair. And we're probably going to have a lot of them come. But that's their business. If the pastor wants to let them do it, that's his business. But this church ain't going to be a partaker of it. I said, now I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to make a deal with you. If you won't embarrass me, then I won't embarrass you. I said, now if you come to church with your head fuzzed up, you're going to embarrass me. And as sure as you do, I'm going to call your name and embarrass you. Amen. Then I made a deal with them. And sure enough, we had a young lady recently started fuzzing her hair up. I am totally and completely convinced that the way some of them fuzz it up, it will not fuzz like that unless you cut it. And my book says a woman not to cut her hair. I still believe that. <laughs> Hallelujah. I said, I still believe that. Of course, mom and dad had backslid, and I, I let it go because I, I was afraid, well, I shouldn't have let it go, but it built up in me. Just like the book said, it built up in me. It built up in me. First thing you know, there's two or three, four of them little girls started fluffing it up. If one feels like they're getting by with it, then another one try. Then another. Then another. So I got up about a month ago on Sunday morning, and I said, I ain't going to have it. And I got down, and I walked right out in the front, and I said, I ain't going to have it. Brother Adams and I. Still ain't gonna have it. And I told him several times, I'm not gonna have it. 
No. And I said, I ain't going to have it. And I said, now my next step is this. If this don't get, if this don't take care of it. Go ahead and call me, Jim Jones. I don't care what you call me. I could care less what you, what kind of a name you, just don't put Jim Swaggart on it. I'd rather be called Jim Jones. Hallelujah. Glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I said, now my next step is this. I'm going to pick out about a half a dozen of them that's doing it right. And I'm going to line them up up here. I'm going to say, this, this looks good. This is, this is what I'm talking about. This is what I want it done. I want it done like this. Then if that don't do it, then I'm going to get you that's fuzzing it up up here and tell everybody, this is what I'm talking about. I ain't going to put up with it. Amen. I mean, but that was son. I really meant what I said, brother. Now look. Sister Tiffany, stand up. A little over two years ago, this young lady come to us. You can be seated. Her mother and dad is divorced. She's living with her grandmother. I'm sure today she could be doing a lot of different things to what she's doing. But she made a choice. She don't have to come to Brother McDaniel's church. Her folks goes to another church much bigger than mine. I'm not making her come to church there. But her hair ain't fuzzed up, is it? Amen. Hallelujah. Would you say praise the Lord? Glory. Well, I'll tell you one thing. You can't hold people doing that. I found out I can't hold people if I don't do it. Hallelujah. Did you know people want somebody to have a backbone about them? They want you to have a backbone to stand up and tell them what they can do and what they can't do. What is the watchman for? If he's not to blow the trumpet, if he's not to sound the alarm, if he's not to tell what God's going to put up with and what God ain't going to put up with. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Would you say praise the Lord? Therefore, I'm full of fury of the Lord. I am weary with holding in. I will pour it out upon the children abroad and upon the assembly of young men together. For even the husband with the wife shall be taken, the aged with him that is full of days. And their houses shall be turned unto others with their fields and wives together. Amen. Hey, if you don't do it right, you're going to have trouble. I will stretch out my hand upon the inhabitants of the land, saith the Lord. For from the least of them, even to the greatest of them, everyone is given to covetousness. Everyone is given to covetousness. From the least to the greatest. From the prophet, even to the priest. Everyone dealeth falsely. Folks, we're living in that time. Hey, I admire these men that's here tonight. Hallelujah. When I went into the prayer room tonight, Brother Lee was praying in earnest, talking to God from his heart, thanking him for the men 
that was here. Men that had come, amen, to help celebrate this second year anniversary. For the good, clean fellowship. Amen. Pastors, you may not think I'm in a position to tell you, but I got the floor. If you don't tell them, their blood's going to be on your hands. There ain't going to be no blood dripping from my hands. You read, you read this. I'm not going to, I'm just hitting the high spots of this. He said, if you warn them, if, if the watchman blows the trumpet um, and warns the people of the danger that's coming uh, and they don't take heed to the warning, uh, it says your blood is going to be on your own hand. But he said, if, if the watchman does not sound the alarm, if he does not blow the trumpet, if he don't preach against sin, and you die lost, your blood's going to drip from his hands. Amen. Next meeting, you may be preaching, you shoot at me all you want to, but I'm telling you one thing, preachers, we've got a responsibility on our hands. I said we got a responsibility on our hands. Brother Lee, you got a responsibility on your hand to tell the people that comes to this assembly. My Lord, I know we've got some new converts right over here. we got one young man seeking the Holy Ghost. But I'll tell you one thing, it won't be long before they'll be cleaned up and straightened up and doing it right, or they won't hang around. Hallelujah. Hello, this whole thing of trying to keep them around and keep them around and keep them around and them not straightened up, hey, that ain't no good. You've got to straighten it up. They ain't going to be saved. Oh, no, they ain't going to be saved. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. David said, Psalms 127 and 1, except the Lord keep the city, watchmen watch in vain. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's page 1. Hallelujah. Ephesians, the 6th chapter. The second page ain't as long as the first one. For you that's weary. Hallelujah. 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 Everybody said praise the Lord. Glory. Ephesians the 6th chapter and the 10th verse. Finally. 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 My brethren. Be strong in the Lord. Don't be a weak kneed jellyfish backbone. And in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. His tricks. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against rulers of darkness, uh, this world against spiritual wickedness uh, in high places. Uh, praise God. We're facing a little different situation. Amen. Israel had the watchman set to, uh, to watch, uh, uh, to sound the alarm when the war was coming, when the enemy was coming. Uh, I know that he, uh, uh, he put the prophet, uh, uh, of God there as a watchman, uh, over the children of Israel. Uh, but today, uh, our battle is a little different. Uh, hallelujah. I said our battle's a little different. Uh, it's not against flesh and blood, uh, but it's against principalities and powers of the air. 
Hallelujah. Spiritual wickedness uh, in high places. Uh, spiritual wickedness in high places. Uh, the first chapter of Romans uh, uh, lets us know uh, that they held this truth uh, in unrighteousness. Uh, praise God. Uh, it's time that preachers speak up. Uh, it's time that they let the world know. Uh, it's time that they let the church know. Uh, it's time that they let the saints know uh, that if you're going to make it, uh, you're going to have to live it right. Amen. Amen. Yes, sir. My eyes are looking out yonder at the evils that's creeping into the church. I'm trying to stop them before they get there. If I can get the enemy before he gets into my door, I won't suffer near as much loss. Hallelujah. Girls, I saw something Sunday that I hadn't told you yet. I've talked to my girls a while now. We were eating at the Golden Corral. And from a Pentecostal church in our town came a young lady about 15 years old who had a headband. Flatted headband. One around here. We don't have that. Okay? We won't have that. They wouldn't do it no way. So on a few days ago, about 16, boy, that's a bad age, 15, 16, that's a bad age. She had on a nice long skirt. It was halfway from the knees to the ankles. It was full. But lo and behold, she tied a knot in the crazy thing. Tied a knot in it. She tied a knot in it, and it was up to here on the side. A Pentecostal girl. Oh, girls, I forgot that wing on how that. Brother MacDaniel won't put up with that. No, I won't have that. They already know this, but I'm going to tell them again. Shout on hose. I'm going to work on it. Like what you'd think a prostitute would wear. Had spots on it. Hey folks, we're in trouble. Hey, I said we're in trouble, we're in trouble. We're in trouble. We're in trouble. We're in trouble. We're in serious trouble. When we let, when we let prostitutes dictate the style of our young ladies, we're in serious trouble. Our women, girls, know not to wear anything but natural hose. I mean, they know that. It's sometimes they're hard to find. Amen. But they know better than to wear anything else. I'm not going to have it. My wife don't wear them. My daughters don't wear them. I'm, not, I'm just not going to have it. Amen. I don't believe, I don't believe Brother Bean would allow it, brother. You worked under Brother Bean a long time. I don't believe Brother Verbal Bean would allow it. Some of our old brothers, it's already gone. Hey. Brother Bean made this statement in one of his last messages. Brethren, 
If what we preach is true and it is, we're going to have to start pioneering all over again. We're going to have to start pioneering all over again. Hey, I'm going to try to stop it before it gets into my door. If I can keep it out. If I, and as long as I got breath, I'll keep it out. I may not get it all their hearts, but I'll keep it off of their legs. Amen. Amen. I said I may not be able to get it out of their hearts. But I believe if I can keep them coming long enough, after a while they'll get it in their heart. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Would you say praise the Lord? Glory, glory, glory. I'm sorry tonight. I'm very, very sorry that our young men will allow homosexuals to dictate their clothing. And the way they cut their hair. Brother Melvin said the other night I hadn't started preaching against going to the mall yet. Lord, I'm almost ready to. But I hadn't. If you need something, go buy it. My Lord, don't go there to find you a fashion. Don't go there to get your dress code. No. They rebuilt one down close to us. I don't know, a year and a half, two years, three years ago. I don't know how long it's been. I've been there twice since. I went last year. I guess last spring. I saw young men, three and four in a bunch. I'm sorry. I've been working on a house for two and a half years, building a house, and I've been kind of out of circulation. But they had their hair cut short on top. Had their sideburns sawed off. Way up here. Now, when I was a kid, we... Might have done stuff like that, but we just so poor we couldn't afford a haircut. My oldest brother was the barber. He set us down in a straight chair and put a feed sack around our neck. And it had some of them clippers that we didn't have electricity. You do them like this, you squeeze them back and forth, and I don't know if they was ever sharpened. But he would cut our hair, and, and I'm sure that it looked a pitiful mess. But it was the best we could do. But you know, it's bad to pay good money to go get it styled like that. Yeah. Hallelujah. And it come down, and there's a little tail right in the back. I, I was shocked, but I think, well, that's, you know, that's the world. They do anything. Lo and behold, that summer I went to a meeting and it beat anything. I, I said, my Lord, I might have been looking at somebody's saints. Certainly wasn't mine. But I realized, Brother Lee, that I might have been looking at somebody's saints. It's so sad. It's so sad. Brother Nathan, would you mind standing?
I like you. Come up here. Young man of this church, y'all can take him. Hallelujah. What's wrong with looking like a young man? Pray tell me, what's wrong with looking like a human being? What's happened? What's wrong with people today? I got to inquire around now. If my information is wrong, don't charge me with it. I asked them fellows, I, I even asked a preacher, I said, where in the world did them hairdos come from? Now, this is, this is what I heard. I'm sorry if, it, if I give you the wrong information, but I have a tendency to believe it. Said it come out of San Francisco, the queers. They started it. Do you want to look like one? I had a young man come into our church about six years ago and he's still with us tonight. He's not here in this service. But he come to the altar and cried and prayed. Come tell me I want to get baptized. I said, well, there's a few things else you've got to do first. Oh, what is it, Brother Matt? I said, well, you've got to get a haircut. I can't baptize you to get a haircut. Oh, I'll go get one. Oh, I'll go get one. He went and he got one of them cut, but I couldn't tell which one it was. I mean, it was so little, such a little haircut. And he come back, now can I get baptized? I said, no, I told you to get a haircut. Well, I got it cut. Next day, he went back and he got it cut again. And he come back that night. He was a running and a shouting. Everybody running and shouting. He come by me. I said, you sit down. You ain't got no right to shout. You want to go ahead and tell you what else I told you? You ain't got no right to shout with that homosexual spirit. The boy, he left and never did come back. Oh, don't you kid yourself. No, he didn't. You know what he done? He wheeled around at that front bench and he started praying. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Everybody said praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. You know what he did? He come to me after church. He said, it ain't good enough yet. I said, no, sir, it ain't good enough yet. I said, I told you to get a haircut. I said, you see the rest of these folks around here? Get a haircut like the rest of us. You see mine? He come back to church the next time we have service. In the prayer room, he come to me. Brother McDaniel, will you baptize me tonight? I said, I sure will. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen. I sure will. I baptized a young man. He got the Holy Ghost. He worked all through the summer and paid his school bill ahead and finished school in our school and he's still coming to church. He was in the wreck. The brother Jeff got killed. And he's still living for God. Don't tell me you'll run him off by telling them the truth. They want to know the truth. I said they want to know the truth. They want to hear the truth. Watchman, watchman, what of the night? Watchman, watchman, what of the night? Watchman, 
Watchman, what of the night? These same fellows I saw in the mall. I didn't finish describing them. Had them little jackets on, sleeves up to here. Baggy. Baggy pants on, baggy shirts. Tied around the ankle. You know what we called them in the 50s? We call them zoot suits. Now we got some darkies here tonight, and I'm not throwing any stones at them. We love the black folks. Them that love the truth. Them that don't, we're trying to get them saved. But can you see them walking down the bad districts with a gold chain hanging on his belt that laps down to his knees? Taps on his boots, clip it a clop, clip it a clop, clip it a clop. The only difference now they're wearing the gold chain around their neck. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Sisters. Sisters. God ain't pleased with that. I said, God ain't pleased with that. Watchman, watchman, what of the night? Watchman, what of the night? Praise God. Hallelujah. Can I go a little further? I'm almost to the end. Brother Lee, how old is little Nathan? He's 14. Brother Nathan, when you get about 18, there's a certain feeling that comes with that birthday. There's a certain... Brother McDaniel's been around too long. He knows. There's a certain feeling of independence that'll come with that 18th birthday. There's another certain feeling of independence that comes with a set of driver's license. There's a certain independent feeling that comes with a diploma. All of these things. You have to watch that they don't get you. Now, if this begins to bother little Nathan, which I doubt very seriously he will allow it to, I've got confidence. But do you know what can make this church look like the world? Little Nathan comes up with a punk rock haircut. You hear me? Little Nathan comes out here with loose, sloppy looking, slouchy looking clothes on. Then that little Amy, she gets up after our sweet 16. Get to looking at the boys. Get to want a date. And days will come. Yeah. But we trust that daddy and mama will be able to help her cope. I've got confidence they will because I've watched their life up until now. But I'm just saying what could happen if little Amy fuzzes up her hair. Brother Lee, then you've left a gap down. Everybody else has got a right there. Little Amy comes in here with a pair of purple holes. Then you've left the gap down. But Danny, what's wrong? I can't do all the other girls at the other churches doing it. 
Yeah, but honey, we're trying to go to heaven from this one. We want to go to heaven from this place. We want to go to heaven from this place. You see, Dad has a responsibility. He's a watchman. And you see, little Amy, whatever you do is going to have a weight on what the other young ladies do in this church. Yeah. Whatever the preacher's children do weighs a whole lot on what the others do. I got a boy that's not in church tonight, but until he was married, he came to church. I said he come to church. He come to church. Until he was married. When he got out on his own, as long as he was under daddy's roof. Did you hear what I said? The responsibility laid upon me. The responsibility was on me. Brother Perkins, Sister Kisa. She's not far from 16. Fine young lady. What is she, 14? A couple of years from now. Things may change if you're like. And when she gets up to 17 and on up to 18. When I get 18, Daddy, look, I'm my own boss. I don't care if you're 40. And you still stand at daddy's house. Daddy is still the boss. Is that all right, Brother Lee? And I'll tell you something else. If they stay at your house, you ought to have some rules and regulations that they live by. It ought to be required. You can't make them live for God, but you can make them go to church. Say, oh, no, I can't make them go to church. Oh, yes, you can. You can either make them go to church or else. Say, well, I'll never run my children. You don't have to run them all. You can tell them to be at church or else. You make the decision. Hallelujah. Would you say praise the Lord? Would you say praise the Lord? Oh, God, help us tonight to get back to the old fundamentals. Help us to get back to the uh, to the old landmarks. Praise God. John the Baptist come. Uh, uh, Matthew the third chapter.